And then I started talking about Emerson on Friday night. And then I'm like, what they don't understand is that we get payback eventually one of these times yeah. when you're least expecting it. It could be on the track or it just could be a punch in the face at home. Who knows? <laughs> Hey, this is uh, this is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex here for the Hobbyplex show brought to you as always by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. And if you mention the show to uh, Don Zoller, who you're supposed to ask for, or Aiden Olson's dad, you can get a $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your rate. They've been going strong with our sponsorship of this show, so we'll ride it as long as we can. And uh, with me as always, Will Brenton. And uh, he's here to uh, to gloat about his race on Friday and more. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. What'd you think about driving on the big track with the oval? Oh, I thought it was fine. I don't know. We used to do it all the time. I know. We used to have 20, 24, 25 second laps. So it was a regular old track for us. But We need to get that light fixed, though. It was really dark over there. Yeah, I was like jumping off of the back straightaway and nearly landing on the dots mm-hmm. on the oval. That was and kind of I the plan. Like, yeah, I was doing that and it was like my car would disappear <laughs> for a second. It was so dark over in that corner in the main. Yeah, I I uh, I need to fix the jump coming off the back straightaway a little bit. So when I come back from vacation, what I'll probably do is take the top of the roller right in front where the pit lane is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take some of that down so you can see better there. And I'm going to take that dirt and push put it over there and kind of rework it. So it's even smoother mm-hmm. so that it doesn't do weird stuff. It was throwing people's cars, all sorts of directions. Yeah. You had to hit it like nearly against the fence and then like be turning in to the, like mm-hmm. you had to be like left way left to center. Yeah. You had to like turn like at the last second to point your car towards that oval and then jump it all the way there. Yeah. So, and there's one time in the main where my car like just flipped over. <laughs> I was a little too far in, but if you hit it towards the outside. You could just blast right through there. Yeah. Uh, the, the times where I got it, it was super fun. And the times where I didn't do it, my car would roll forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it was, it was a, like, then it was dark. Yeah. So then you couldn't, you're, I was like, ah, where's my car at? Yeah, you're like, oh my god, don't break. All right, still don't break. Yes, don't please break. don't break. All right, it didn't break. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I yeah, I mean, it was good. It's going to be good for the Nitro crowd when uh, when that comes along here, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just having that much more space to work with should be fine. Yeah. The oval's really nice. Finally. Yeah. Again. It looked like it. Dude, it, it, it took a lot of work. So Sunday from 6 to like 12.30... I got a lot of the background stuff. I think I talked about this last week where I like pulled up, make sure I pull up the loops and make sure I don't you know ruin those. And then in order to get the dirt to do what we need to do. So, so hard, I had to take the bucket and like figure out a spot to like really dig in and break it up. And then from that point on, I've just started making a big circle with the bucket because mm. our tractor's bucket doesn't have teeth on it anymore. Cause it, it, you can't make smooth jumps with the teeth on it. Oh yeah. So it makes it a little harder to do that sort of thing, but you can still get it done. And then, and then from that point on, it was just using the tiller. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I'm surprised you just didn't. The tiller wouldn't touch that, huh? No. When the dirt is that hard, if, if you back up the tiller to it, it just sits there and hops on it and never really digs in. Does it really? Yeah. So you have to, you have to like, you have to bust it up first and then mm-hmm. use the tiller on it. And then it, then it busts it up and then you can kind of get into the track a little bit and, uh, and really work it in. So, and then yeah. Rob came out and helped me out that Monday night. It was great. Uh, no, Tuesday, That's cool. Tuesday night. He can't, he brought the little track smoother machine that he's got for like ball fields and stuff. And uh, really worked nice. the track over. Yeah, it was dialed. It looked good. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Did you see the uh, the the hot the Power Wheels cars? You see that video? Yeah, yeah. That's that's how I knew the oval was smooth. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of thought, you know, those things have like really smooth hard plastic tires yes, on it. So exactly. They're kind of doing wheel pack on it. Yeah. <laughs> so Matt Einerson, he's he races every once in a while mostly just likes RC cars and gets RC cars. He's got a YouTube channel. I think it's called Kaylee's pastime. It's K A Y L E E. And then pastime. If you know how to spell pastime, if you don't know how to spell pastime, I'm sorry. They they're having this, this little like weekly Sunday racing series and they're bouncing around and they're going to come out on a Wednesday night too, a couple times. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but the other one they do is at a jump park, a uh, trampoline park. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of it, but, uh, uh, so they've got one on like a slick track at the trampoline park and then they have the R's on the dirt and they say they like the dirt better. No, I bet. So how, how fast do those go? Like two, three miles? Yeah, an hour? they're really slow. The funny thing about it is the kids still find a way to take each other out and to crash. So <laughs> I was super upset that I missed it. So I was taking some video, taking some video and I was catching him, catching him, you know, crashing every once in a while. This one kid was really funny. He would just stop for no reason. And then like mm-hmm. an insurance claim, like an insurance fraud. He just stopped for no reason. <laughs> and all the, yeah. All the cars behind him would just smash into him. And these poor kids aren't wearing helmets. So they're just like, yeah. <laughs> Finally, I, I was done taking some video cause I wanted to do a little YouTube video on it. And as I was walking up to the scoring booth, they started going on the inside part where the off-road is. Mm-hmm. And the same kid that was stopping, he was driving this red car. He he drove the opposite direction and they head on each other. And then another kid came up behind him and headed on to that car. And because they're Corvettes, he skidded over the top of them. It, it flipped over and he landed face first scorpion style on the ground. And the car landed yeah. on top of him. And I thought he was crying. Like I thought he was screaming, crying. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't. He was laughing hilariously he was just laughing that's awesome the car was stuck on him and they weren't very heavy i i even picked one up even with a kid in it wasn't that heavy but i was bummed out that i missed that because that would have been really funny but those yeah. kids they might need helmets that's as a parent well that's the thing they that need I, to sign, sign a liability waiver i bet you they did <laughs> i'm 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 sure they did it's and yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with us it's not the hobby town doing that but we're just a we're he's basically running the space out for an hour uh, from us. Oh, okay. So, okay. yeah. So they're going to do that a couple more times, uh, some Wednesdays and then a couple more Sundays when they're open. Cause we've got, so we're finally going to start racing again on Sundays. Um, so carpet on road series one is this coming up Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then the following Sunday is dirt oval. And then I think mm-hmm. the following Sunday after that is another on road race. I think. Okay. I don't know. Something like that. 
but yeah, so our yeah. F- Sundays are finally going to, you know, race a little bit. Oh, I had a good time on Friday. Two things. They canceled the Reedy race. Did you read that? Yeah, I saw that. It's on hiatus. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> How can you have an international race if nobody can travel? Exactly. That's that's yeah. why they did it because because you can't mm-hmm. you can't travel from Canada right now, and they they're talking about extending that. That's the whole reason why we didn't have Aurora Nationals this year. It's because Tessman's couldn't come. You yeah. Know? I mean, he's he's a contender to win. You yeah. Know? And that would be everybody deserves a chance. You know. And that's his nationals too. It's North America, not exactly. United States. So, I don't know. I'm pretty bummed out about that, but I understand the decision had to be made because this thing just is dragging on. Sure, I definitely appreciate the decision. It's got to be a hard call to make, but I feel like they made the right one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any controversy or disputing that at all. No, I didn't think they were going to have it this year. Honestly, I was like, how? How can they? But. Mm. Unless it magically gets better all of a sudden. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. That, it's kind of like you have to... It's not canceled, though, right? It's on hiatus. It's on hiatus, so... So it's like, it's more up in the air. So, yeah, I mean, very well, things could turn around here and people could come. But uh, the thing that sucks about, you know, uh, having it... It, it almost have to be, like, in summer or, like, at a later date because... I mean, it takes a while to prepare that race and get everybody entered and get all the lottery drawings done and to drop the people that can't yeah. come and that kind of thing. Well, plus, uh, and, and OCRC, I would think they, they've got to be ready, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, I wouldn't want to race on a last minute, like the Plex, like if we were offered a race. Well, kind of like, okay, so full disclosure, this summer, I got a call out of the blue from Aurora XCOM member asking if we'd be able to hold the 10 scale electric off-road nationals. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oof. I mean, and when they, they wanted us to have it in October and this was like, I think it was July. Yeah. And so I was counting backwards from October. I'm like, well, Jesus, 10, nine. I mean, that's not very long. That's three months to organize a national event with handout tires, sponsors, because for a track holding the roar nats, you don't make a whole lot of money from the entry fees per se, because they're doing all the, all the stuff that you would end up paying for anyways, roars taking care of it. So roar gets a larger cut of the entry fees. Most of the time, if you do it right. And this was when I was competition director, I saw a lot of tracks that didn't do it right, but mm-hmm. most of your money is going to come from sponsorships from, you know, you break it down by class or level and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you put a good package together and you, you explain how you're going to give these guys the best bang for your buck. Three months is not a very long time to put something like that together. You know, there's a yeah. reason why usually the Nats are decided in August and then announced in October so that you have time to prep those races, to get everything in order. But I told him we'd do it, but I was like, man, it's going to suck. <laughs> Like, yeah, it'd be a, it's going to be a ton of work. And plus, you know, you're, it's going to be super stressful. Well, it ended up not, not being necessary anyways, you know? So yeah, having a, having a race put together quickly like that would be an epic level of stress, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm sure it could be done though. Still we'll see. 
my guess is they probably won't have it until next year. That's the same time. Sure. That's my guess. Cause OCRC is racing. It's not like they're not, they're not racing. I think that they would, they would have it like when, once people can travel. Yeah. It's just the international travel is the thing. Cause otherwise it's not really a true Reedy race, I guess. No, it wouldn't be. How much of the field of the invite drivers is made up by an international group? Depends on the year, but I, I would say sometimes, sometimes as many as half. Yeah, I would say at least half between the European and Japanese drivers that 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 mm-hmm. actually attend. I think I, I'd bet I'd bet it's half. I think last year was a little less. Like Bruno wasn't there yeah. last year. Neither was uh, Ronafalk. I don't. I have no idea. I don't remember when I was there. When did I go? In eighteen? It was the last year I went. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Roll Folk was there. Christopher Sturdy from Australia was there. You know, you, you think about the Australian drivers too. Mm. And mm-hmm. so there's quite a bit. Yeah. What was that site that we that that's been going around Facebook where you can go back and look at all your results? I don't remember, <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, it just had like all your wins and all your podiums and how many tracks you've been to. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's basically they're using live RC race results because live RC or live time, like you can go back, you can, you can look up the Hobbyplex and you can go back as far as 2015 and see every single race result from every single race that we've had both on road and off road. Yeah. And ones with the video set up, you can, you can even go look at the video. Yeah. Like you can watch my. My mod truck B main from 2016, if you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said I went to nine different tracks and mm-hmm. there was, uh, what was it? I had like 70, some 78 wins and like a whole, a whole bunch of podiums. And it was pretty neat. You can see, I, I've had multiple, multiple super awesome years of RC car racing in my life. I think the last super awesome year that I had was 2015, right? I don't, I don't think I lost very many races period in 15, mm-hmm. but you can see the decline of, of Alex starting in 2015 on that page. Like it just sort of like, there's all the, the first places are here and then, and then 16 goes like this and then 17 goes like this and then 18's like this and then 19's like out of frame. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even look at that. I didn't know that was a thing you could look at. <laughs> it's just like it's like darn it. No, I used to be so good. Oh, I well. feel like I've gotten I think I've gotten better since then. Yeah. But the kids have gotten better too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I think 2015 was the last year really where the kids weren't that great yet. Mm-hmm. I mean Alex was good, Tom was good, but they weren't at the level they're at now, Mason wasn't, I think Mason was still running stock in 2015. So you think? I think so. I think, I think he was dabbling in mod and then I think he went full mod the next year. Full mod. Full mod. I saw on your Facebook page, you posted uh, pictures from the 2017 Byron's race. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a cool track. Yeah. That was one of my all time favorite races. That's the one where I bumped out of the B main and both. E-buggy yeah. and uh, Nitro buggy. I finished third in Nitro buggy and fifth in electric. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Wait. rcgarage.info. rcgarage.info. It sounds like an inf- like RC InfoWars thing. Like, 
Alex Jones is going to be like, you want to know about aliens? I'll tell you about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Serious crap. I'm sick of being social engineered. It's not funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's not that I think Alex Jones is like Jesus or anything like that. I just think he's like a walking meme. God, and it's he funny is. to make fun of him. So yeah. I have to listen to the stuff because it's funny to make fun of him. <laughs> what was the uh oh wait a minute before i ask you this you might not even did you ever watch saved by the bell no <sighs> see uh-huh. i i was watching something on uh on youtube before i before I, I was working on my stuff all day and uh i was watching these um these new news reels where they're where they like make a mistake or bloopers news bloopers mm-hmm they had a guy on the street you know how you, the news guys get out there and like excuse me sir can i ask you a question and it was, was mm-hmm. it Belding, the principal Belding, Mr. Belding? It was Mr. Belding. And the guy didn't even know that it was Mr. Belding that he was interviewing. The guy had no idea. Like if you, if you had Mr. Belding in front of you, you would have no idea that it was Mr. Belding. Was he still bald? Very bald. He was also quite large. <laughs> he got large all of a sudden. He used to be very, very skinny. And now he's a kind of a large man. Um, but I suppose if you could live off the royalties of a hit 90s Saturday morning TV show, I probably would get a little bit large, too, if I had the opportunity. Yeah, I'd be large and in charge. Large and in charge. Hey, another thing. You remember a couple of weeks ago in the show where I talked about Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. And how the only movie where I really found her attractive at all was Ghostbusters? Yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that Jason Rona, about a week after that, uh, posted a happy birthday Sigourney Weaver and showed a whole bunch of different pictures of her. And I totally mm-hmm. forgot. I totally, absolutely 100% forgot that she actually looks pretty smoking hot in Galaxy Quest. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Is that that one with uh, uh, Tim the Toolman? Yes, Taylor in? exactly. Yeah. That movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she actually looks pretty good in that movie. So I take what I said back three weeks ago. I rewatched Galaxy Quest and I'm like, God, I love this movie. This movie's so good. And then I'm like, man, Sigourney Weaver for being like probably 50 in that movie. She just looks pretty good. Yeah. She had her boobs all pressed together. It was great. And she had her hair all fluffed, like long hair. Oh, nice. So I don't know. So yeah, I take back what I said. I, there's two movies now. Have you ever seen the movie Working Girl? No. She doesn't look good in that movie. Mm. She's tries to be like, they tried to make her like, like, like attractive as a, as an attractive boss type person. And she just came across as like mean and, and uptight. I don't know. Mm. That's what I think about that. Working girl has, um, that's a good movie. I used to watch when I was a kid for some reason, and it has a pretty gratuitous scene in it. Like Mm -hmm. right away with Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin is in oh, that really? movie. Yeah, very young Alec Baldwin. And uh, somehow I watched that movie a lot when I was like 10 or 11 years old. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's got, is it Meg Ryan? Is that who that is? Oh, Melanie Griffith, that's right. That's when she had a normal face back then. <laughs> normal face. She's had so much work done. Have you seen pictures of her lately? No. Oh my goodness, dude. So it's it's rough, man. Rough. I remember when I used to have a normal face. Yeah, me too. Let's get to racing. That's what, that's what we like to talk about. You were there Friday. Yeah. How did it go? 
Oh, great. I had a great time. I ran this thing. My four wheel. Yep. Worked on it. What's his name? Old uh, Mumbly Joe. The heck's his name? Uh, Dane. His uh, motor went bad, and he didn't have a he didn't have a uh, sensor wire or sensor board Aww. or something for it, so we didn't run the four wheel main. So I I didn't run the first two heats of two wheel. So yeah. I threw my two wheel out there in the main. Emerson, um, I brought Emerson all day on Friday so that he could help me put the track together, the carpet track, mm-hmm. um, because this week. The schedule was was how it should be now on Fridays uh, during carpet is that I'm basically uh, supposed to put the carpet track there and get it done by 4 p.m. And then 4 p.m. I go upstairs and I work in the store until close. And then eight o'clock comes around and I can I can uh, I can head downstairs and and uh, and race. And that's what I plan on doing. And uh, so eight o'clock came around and we had this last minute guy. So, you know how like. I'm aware of last minute stuff, right? So if, if, if we go up to a food place and they close at 10 and it's nine 55, we are not eating at that food place, right? Because yeah. I want clean food. I don't want to mm-hmm. make anybody mad. I don't want to have any weird stuff in my food. So we don't eat anywhere within say, I think everybody should do this by the way, within say, if you walk into a place 15 minutes is that enough time or should it be more than that 20 i think 15 minutes is fine yeah uh but like um aaron or my wife she she's like extreme like if it's like a half hour before she they close she's like oh no we're not going has she ever worked in food service before yeah so i, I she worked at a buffalo wild i, I bet in college oh really uh-huh. Oh, I hate Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> awful, awful food. Anyways, nothing against your wife. She was, she was the one that designed the menu and everything for that company. Which you, <laughs> People that work in food service probably are that way. They're like, oh, half hour? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No way. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah, they've seen they're enough. like, you know, you know you're in trouble when you walk in. Like, oh, just so you know, we close in half hour. Yeah. You know. They've, they've probably mm-hmm. seen enough food getting peed on or something like that. Yeah. So the reason why I don't like Buffalo Wild Wings is because I've never had a good experience at Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, hopefully the show will ne- would never have an opportunity of being sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, mm-hmm. I might even have turned it down if offered. I don't know. Well, it, because again, Buffalo Wild Wings, not that great. I don't really like Buffalo Wild Wings at all. Buffalo Wild Wings, if you're listening, you can sponsor me. I'll I'll take your food. Yeah. <laughs> I actually get really annoyed when people are like, you want to go to B-dubs? And I'm like, absolutely not. Dude, oh, sorry. Remember when, we were at, remember when we were at the Reedy race? <laughs> and uh, I won't say who it was. They're, they're like, oh, dude, you guys are looking for somewhere to go eat? Oh, what yeah. You do is you go across the street. And you go Buffalo Wild Wings. That's right. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and we made the mistake. Wait a minute. We made the mistake of going to Buffalo Wild Wings at the 2015 Reedy mm-hmm. race. And it was exactly the way I thought it would go. Uh, it was crappy, dirty, no service, cold food. They had valet parking. They did. Yeah, that's true. They did have valet parking. <laughs> my mom used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings all the time for some reason with my stepdad. Uh, to watch Husker games. Yeah. And I was always pissed about it. I'm like, why are you choosing 
of all places, Buffalo Wild mm-hmm. Wings. So remember, uh, this is the last Buffalo Wild Wings thing was uh, St. Louis. That's the last one I've yeah. been to. And that was two years ago now. Yeah. 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 We went there last year when we were in St. Louis, too. Yeah, we did. Really? It's good. Hmm. Dude, it's all you. And it's mostly me. <laughs> Can't take you <laughs> well, no, the thing yeah, was, was we, I had gotten there like 10 minutes before you guys. And I told the waitress, hey, I got more guys coming. I'll just take a water for now. I'll order when they get here. You guys all came in. We're all sitting there. We're all thick. Everybody knows what they're going to order. And we didn't get a waitress to come over for like 30 minutes. Well, then like the waitress started crying at us. I know. uh, Then like, uh, it wasn't her fault. It was like management, something making her do stuff. Yeah. I was like that. We got the food. The food took forever. And when I got Emerson and I's food, it was cold, like, like really cold. But I was so Yeah, that's when she cried. I was so hungry though. Like I, there's times where you just like, screw it. I'm really hungry. And I still ate it. Emerson didn't eat Mm -hmm. his because it was cold. And that's when I bought the Rachel. So when she came over and I was like, Hey, you know, I told, I explained the whole deal to her. And then I'm like, I, you know, where's your manager at? And then he's like, she went back and talked to him and he didn't even have the guts to come over and talk to our table. Cause remember yeah. Kyle's food was wrong too. Yeah. And yeah. And so he comped our meal and, and I still wanted to talk to the guy. I was like, dude, like this is bull crap, you know? And, and that, and when we were there, they weren't that busy. I thought they didn't look that busy to me. No, they weren't. But just to put it clear, I'm not a demanding person uh, when it comes to restaurants. I really am not. But that one was just, that one was just really annoying. And just all it did was like, it reinforced my, my, uh, my Buffalo Wild Wings um, thought. So anyways, Friday night, Emerson did okay. Uh, I brought him to uh all day to help me with the track and then i you know four o'clock came around i'm like all right you know i gotta go upstairs you get your car ready you practice and he did and then he raced all three rounds it was nice to have him on the dirt again um it had been since the summer series and then i got to come down there and in two wheel like his like you said you didn't race two wheel at all so i I qualified first and the pits before the main emerson's sitting there and he's like hey dad just want you to know that uh, I'm going to take you out. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take you out. And I'm like, uh, okay, fine, whatever, bring it. And so we go out there and, uh, he's super aggressive at the start and I let him go. And then on the second turn, he kind of hesitated and then he just drove right into me and flipped me over on that hump. And there's a blind spot there. And so you just drive around everybody. You're like, ha ha. And just drive around everybody. <laughs> Tom, yeah, I, Tommy, I, I raced to the main. Yeah, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy was there. He got involved in it. He got away. Emerson got away. And then I'm sitting there. I cannot see my car. So I'm just like, I'm looking at Dane, who's trying. He marshaled everybody. And he's looking up at me like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I can't see my car. I don't know where it's at. And so then he grabbed it. And so then I was way, 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 way down. And uh, and then that that lip on the backside uh, straight away was getting me as I was trying to catch back up. Yeah. I crashed like twice over there and I'm like, you know what? I don't, I, I just built this car. I just rebuilt this car mm-hmm. for this beach RC race. I'm like, I better pull it off. And so I pulled it off. I did kind of smack Emerson on the way down though. It was kind of funny. 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's hilarious. You almost fell off the driver's seat. I know. He <laughs> 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 did. He was like, whoa! <laughs> Yeah, he was laughing. Like, like, getting, <laughs> like walking out there, standing, like jiggling. <laughs> God, he's such a jerk sometimes. Yeah, and I, I was like, I was just trying to drive, drive my car, and I kept like laughing and stuff at you guys. Well, and the karma got him because his car broke in the main too, so we both didn't finish. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. Yeah. Though I did have fastest lap of the night in two wheel. No, that's good. I think I ran a twenty-seven flat, or something I can't like that. believe I can't believe our lap times are that high. Just from that, just from that extra bit of space. Yeah. Well, I just don't like. I was really driving slow, like, like just trying to get my car rolling. Like it was like, well, like I didn't like change the setup on my car or nothing. I just like drove it. There also wasn't a lot of grip Friday night either. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah there wasn't a lot of grip. So I was like trying to drive around the low grip. I bet the car, I bet the track picks up two seconds in mod two wheel after there's grip. I was expecting 25s because I remember us doing 25 second laps when we were using the entire track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because um, I, I was running pretty clean laps. Yeah. But, um, and I I went to Silver Compound for the like for the main. Like yeah. I, just, I was like, man, this looks like a silver compound track right now. So, yep. And I asked you if it had, if the track had stay wet on it and you said it didn't. So I was like, man, fresh track, no stay wet. I'm going to put on some silvers. I only use the stay wet for summer series races and big events. Mm-hmm. The next time I use stay wet will be November 14th for the uh, techno race. I'll apply it that, that, that Thursday night. Okay. Yeah. So, but no, I, I thought the track was fine. I mean, it just is what it is when you don't have that. Oh, it's fine. Kind of it's off road. And, and honestly, like, uh, I'd almost rather drive on stuff like that yeah. right now. Like, trying to get ready for that invite race in November and these dirt races we have coming up. You know, it's almost like, like, it makes you run a tighter line and try to be smoother. That's what's nice about Friday night racing in, in the off season. I call it the off season for us because it's, for me, our summer series is the season and then everything else is to me off season for the dirt for 10 scale at least. But on Friday nights, on Friday nights, it is because it's family Friday off road. It's just a different yeah. track. It's a different group. Most of the people that are there don't give a crap about what the track's like or, or yeah. you know, the surface. And it's fine. Like yeah. that, that night's for them. You yes. Know? Like, it's for the people that aren't going to appreciate having a good track you know, yeah. or a, a grippy surface. And honestly, like since they're running tracks with slashes and stuff, their stuff's probably a little easier to drive. Oh yeah. Because their stuff isn't like traction rolling. Yeah, exactly. All like setup isn't as critical for what they're doing. You know, I think that setup's more critical with more grip. Yeah. Personally, we have uh three more Fridays to go before their first break for the, so they'll, they'll be a break for the techno series because they'll get Friday practice for the, for the techno winter series. So the mm-hmm. first two Friday nights have been really good. We've had, I think 40 entries, the first one. And I think we had 30 something, the second one, most of them being plex spec, which is nice. But I think, I think if you and I tend to, and Tommy too, I think if we tend to, to drive more on Fridays, I bet you we'll, we'll probably have like Mitchell start to come out again and. And uh, I'd like mm-hmm. to see some eight scale too. Well, I, I think once the track gets flipped over to an eight scale style track, we'll probably see more eight scale guys on Fridays. Yeah. 
It was kind of neat, you know, like all the the people have never seen somebody, you know, drive super fast. You know, they like come out and like mm-hmm. watch your car and they're like, what motor's in that thing? Yeah. You know? Yep. Like oh, I, I run a five or a six, five in my four wheel. And, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of neat, you know, like, Hey, this is what you could do. You know, it's like, this is your second step. Yep. Get to practicing and then eventually get to that, that next level with that car. Yeah. So yeah, so Friday night was good. You won, uh, so you officially won two-wheel drive. I think uh, Tommy ended up second. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I won. I think we had Ronnie Went there. He was running his uh, his VT64. Yeah. Because there was no four-wheel drive class, he just kind of got thrown in with us in mod. Yeah. I think Dane and Steve and Ronnie all had their eight scales. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And then the yeah. rest were Plex spec. And there was like 20-something Plex speckers again. Yeah, no, that's awesome. My buddy Mikey came out and raced his uh, B6.2 for the first time. Who did? Oh, yeah, your friend Mikey. That's right. Yep, that's right. How did he do? I don't know. I think he won won the B-Main. Okay. But he said he had a blast. He he texted me the other day. He's like, hey, do you have any extra wings? (laughs) 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 I was like, I probably have have a couple you could have. (laughs) He's all in it. He just ordered all the... J concepts, uh, shock parts and all the, uh, Kashima coated shock bodies and shock shafts. And he like socked up on O-rings and he's like, he's all in. Yeah. He's really into it, which is awesome. Yeah. It's really good. So yeah. So Fridays have been, Fridays has been good. We'll, uh, we'll talk about who won Plex back here in a little bit when we get to the results part of this program. But uh, we'll see what happens this Friday and Saturday. So uh, I'm going to be gone because tomorrow my family and I are taking off for Myrtle Beach. Um, we're going there to uh, go race at the Beach RC Masters of Dirt. And which means that we've got a guest guest race director. So Trevor, who runs Friday nights, also had the weekend off. So I had to uh, call around and I think Jay Fairchild, who's filled in for me in the past. When I asked him, said he can come out and do Fridays. And then he said he can actually come out and do Saturdays. And I think um, I called up uh, Ken McKinney and uh, he said that he could come out and do Saturdays. So, or Saturday. So I think we've got both days covered. You know, Tim will be there. Our guys are, you know, will help at least set up the offered computer and get it all set up and ready to go. You know, it might sometimes, sometimes when you have somebody fill in, that hasn't done in a while. A lot of times the races will just end up taking a little bit longer, but hopefully everybody will understand that because you and I have been to a race before that took way too long to get through Yeah, and kind of oh, swore yeah. we'd never be back in a way, not, not out of spite, but just because it just, you just, it just takes forever and it takes all the fun out of it. Right. So hopefully that doesn't happen while I'm gone. I don't think it will. You know, it all started when I started doing the roar stuff, like back in 2013, where I kind of like put more emphasis on making sure that we're always on time, starting the races, making sure that we're, you know, limiting the, you know, the hot laps to almost a minute or less. So we make that two minutes in between each heat, make the resort and, and the main setup as quick as possible, you know, give a definite time when we're starting. I think all that sort of thing is really important for people to uh, to know that when they go somewhere, especially to a commercial racetrack, you know, that they're going to get through the day efficiently without being overwhelmed. Right. So mm-hmm. I always get kind of stressed out when I leave 
and we're, and we still have a race day. Hopefully I'll be so immersed with everything down there. I won't even, it won't even come into my mind until Sunday and I'll go, Oh, and I'll look at the results and everything will be fine. (laughs) That's usually the way it works. So let's take a moment and we'll hear from our sponsor pivot lending. Then we'll switch gears and get into, uh, get into race results. How about that? And now a word from our sponsors. This is a pivot lending update. David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is Don Zoller with Pivot Lending. If you are currently in a situation where you aren't sure what your credit looks like, or you know you've got some things that you need to clean up or repair, and you are looking to buy a home or you're interested in buying a home, give me a call. I can certainly help you determine what needs to be done to get your credit into a position where you are qualified to buy a home. We've got a great software program that we use to analyze your credit so that we can determine the best use of your resources to make the biggest impact on your future credit score. So give me a call at 402-715-9082. We can run through a quick breakdown and go through your current situation and see what we can do to get you into a better position and get you into a new home. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Woo! That was a quick one. Yeah. All right, hang on, because uh, uh, I used that opportunity. We're going to open up a Kickstart. I didn't do it right last week. That was a good one. Hey, pass me a kickstart. It's cold. I brought, uh, I had one. I haven't had any today. So trying to cut back. Get a cold one. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's the first thing I do when I go to a, when I go to a race is I find a gas station that actually carries kickstarts. Although I like, they're not as hard to find anymore. You still eat like a handful of a leaf in the morning for the race. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially right now, my back's been killing me anyway. So mm-hmm. I started doing that, like just taking um, either uh, Advil or ibuprofen, something like that before, ra- before race day, just to kind of, I don't know what that, what is uh preemptive mm-hmm. just in case I used to get real sick at big races. Cause I was always, I put a lot of pressure on myself. So I used to get my, my stomach all knotted up and I used to get these headaches and just wasn't good. Now I don't really mm-hmm. care that much. Who cares? The winner is. You want to talk about race results? Sure. Guess how many entries we had on Saturday? Eighty-eight. Ooh, you're really close. Dang it. Yeah. So what was it eighty-nine? Eighty-nine officially, and there was some people missing again. Like uh, some people that didn't that race last week, but didn't race this week. We could have had. We could have had an even bigger turnout, you know, Mm -hmm. but still, I mean, 90 entries is, that's a really good club race period. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's some tracks out there that would kill for 40 entries, you know, Mm -hmm. 
And that's how we used to be. I mean, uh, you know, this thing, this kind of wave that we're riding right now, we're at the, we're at a really good place with as far as turnouts and entry counts and all that stuff. But, you know, I mean, I'm a realist. I mean, at some point we might hit a lull too. The goal is not to let that happen is to try to keep it fun and, and make people want to come back so far. That's been, you know, what I've been hearing. So yeah, 89 entries. We got through the day really well. We didn't have any short course trucks this week. So no cookies for anybody. So that kind of helped. So instead of having 15 or 16 heats, we only had 14. We were able to combine all these uh, race, you know, races into maybe two heats mm-hmm. instead of like three. I think expert stock still had three heats of like seven, I think is what it was. So the day was just, like I said, a very efficient day. Took just under two hours to get through the first round. We actually got better in the second round, maybe an hour and 45 minutes, something like that. And then the mains, there was only 14 mains. So that was really easy. to get. Actually, 13. There was only 13 mains. So we started racing, you know, doors open at nine. We started racing at 1.30. I think we were done at 7.30. I think it was really easy. Wow, that's awesome. And then I had people help me to tear the track down. So that was nice. It's weird. It takes, it takes like three and a half to four hours sometimes to build the track. It takes like a half hour to take it down, if that. Right. Yeah. And I did that time lapse. I don't know. Did you see that? Yeah, they did. My phone's got that hyperlapse, and I, I turned that on. Hmm. I thought that would make for an interesting video. Yeah. It was like 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, once again, uh, expert stock was the biggest class. And, uh, you know, that had a C main. We always take the top two. So, uh, with carpet, being a little bit smaller and a lot faster with a high grip, you know, I don't like putting 10 cars in the main on that track. I think that that's a lot for the size of that racetrack. I think at big races, did we do, did we do 10 in the carpet crash in or did we still stick with eight? I can't I don't remember. I can't remember. I might have to go back and look at that. But, uh, um, so we lock in the top six to the A main and then we bump two from every lower main. So there was a C main of expert stock. The majority of these guys in expert stock in the C main were also in the in- independent A main, you know, because they can run both, get more track time. Yeah. That's one of the benefits, again, of our club racing is the uh, per person pricing. Never asked you that. What do you think about that? I've never asked you about it. I think it's a good idea. It's incentive to run more classes. You know? Right? Like you might as well, you know? Yeah. That was something I was thinking of doing for a really long time basically ever since uh the first time i ever went to ocrc and they had uh fill them up friday is what they call their fridays okay so it's a single single price you get to run as many classes as you want their entry fee is 25 bucks but still yeah that's in california i was like man that's a good idea when our club racing last year was kind of and this is why i'm i you'll never see me gloat or spike the football too much. I might spike the football a little bit about race entries because you never know, you know, last year, last summer, we hardly club raced. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I was thinking, you know, maybe we should try it this way. And that seems to have helped. I mean, I've, I've been, we've been complimented, um, several times just for that pricing. So that's one reason why we stick with it. Now, big races, summer series, winter series, we still do the standard, you know, per class price. But as far as entry fees go, by the way, I mean, if you look at everything that the Plex has, 
we should be charging you a lot more. We should. Yeah. I mean, you get, you get a lot for what it is, you know, I think so. We're lucky enough to have a low cost of living still in Omaha. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't have that, those California race prices, even though we have a facility that I think can match it or surpass them. Yeah. You got your power and lights and heat and air conditioned pits. And I mean, it's pretty, I mean, we're spoiled. I tell people all that all the time. I mean, there's places that they race at that the air condition or the pits aren't even like heated or cooled. Yeah. You know, it's just racing whatever you, wherever you can go. So we're lucky. So second place in the C main, this was actually, this was a really good race. I kind of wish I would have filmed it, but I think Rod Case filmed it. Justin Stebe had second until like the very end of this race. Brock Purvis, who uh, came, I think, for business from Denver, and he usually races at Moore, ended up getting second. And racing carpet was a last minute decision. He was there Friday night with us. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah. Did he race on Friday? I think so. Yeah, pretty sure. So he got the first bump getting around Justin right at the end. And then Ryan Hodgson had a lap lead on everybody. So, yeah. Uh, but I think this was a very good race early too. I th- if I remember correctly, mod last week, we only had nine cars. So I put all nine in the main and then Rod case was the ninth car and he decided not to run the main. So we ended up with eight anyways, but this week we had 10, 10 cars. So the two, the two boys from up North, uh, Dayton Mosier and Caden Bairding both finished first and second to get the bump. And remember Caden finished third last week in his first mod outing. So he had a little bit tougher day Saturday. Than last week. Yeah. They're going to that J Concepts race this weekend. Him and his dad. I think there's a whole bunch of uh carpet guys going to that race from the area, I'm pretty sure. We might not hit that 90 count this weekend because there's gonna be quite a few guys that are gonna be gone. Well, that might be nice, uh, like since you're not gonna be there, you know. Yeah, it might have worked out. So stadium truck B main, Ryan Hodgson got another bump up this time up into the A main, and Gage Noonan. Finish second to get the final bump spot. And I'm pretty sure I'm, I, di- I didn't exactly see what happened, but I'm pretty sure he completely annihilated his dad on the straightaway <laughs> to get this. Cause I think Derek was in second and I'm pretty sure Gage just, just ran him over on the straightaway because Derek was kind of visibly upset. <laughs> and then I started talking about Emerson on Friday night and then I'm like, what they don't understand is that we get payback eventually one of these times yeah. when you're least expecting it. It could be on the track or it just could be a punch in the face at home. Who knows? <laughs> I would never actually punch my son unless he deserved it, but hasn't happened yet. So uh, expert two wheel drive B main Matt Mosier and Tyler Brinkerhoff got the bump. Uh, Tyler won the race. Matt came in second. This one. I believe was pretty close for a little while. I think Tyler kind of got away from everybody, but the battle for second, I think was pretty close between a majority of these guys. So it was a good race. Mm-hmm. Four wheel drive B main Ronnie went and Gage Noonan made another bump to an A main for young Mr. Noonan. I also gave uh, Derek his car. He won the uh, B 74.1. So mm-hmm. I hooked him yeah, up. I saw that. Yeah. I hooked him up on Saturday with his car. They finally came in off the of back order. And then Ronnie went making a main. That's pretty cool. There was, uh, I think there was 15, 13, five wheelers again. Our final lower main, I believe was the independent B 
main, uh, Nick Sneathan and Jana Peevler, uh, making the main. So this was, uh, Nick Sneathan's first time on the carpet, I believe racing with everybody. And then Jana Peevler, uh, remember she can't, she's not allowed to race Plexpec anymore. She won Plexpec in the summer mm-hmm. series this year. So, uh, she made the main yeah. there. Uh, this race also had Paul Yoder. So Yoder is a Friday nighter and they got some, uh, B61 and a B74, uh, last year before the COVID stuff with the intention of racing on carpet and then on dirt. And then the COVID stuff happened. And, uh, this was the first time they've been back. Awesome. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really good. So last week we had eight mini tees and this week we had a total of like 12 and I split them up into modern stock for qualifying. And then I threw them all in together for the main event, hmm. but I, I scored them separately. Right. So Phil Palmer is shown as the winner, but it was David Peevler actually driving the car. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Yep. And then Brinkerhoff uh, and Caden Bairding were having pretty good battles in qualifying because we run the mini tees heads up actual racing and uh Caden finished third so he had a rough day his rough day kind of continued here in mini t bryson ramey i believe he finished first out of the stock trucks and then ty ty was there ty burridge he was the one of the organizers on the four two club getting the mini t's going <laughs> trevor zelaney raced second he, when he came down from working okay so i like to have some fun every once in a while with live time you know how you can go in and you can give them a nickname and then, and then when they cross the line, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll say that nickname. So I have, mm-hmm. I have Mitchell in the, in the series computer as, oh my gosh, everybody look out. It's the missile. And I have Emerson in there as captain douche canoe. And I have Trevor in the, uh, in the, in the computer as fart face. Awesome. So <laughs> Perfect. He didn't expect it at all. <laughs> uh, so when you checked in on the on the on the on road computer, when you check in, it says your name. Tim's got it set up to say your name. Mm-hmm. So when you go out there and check in, it would go fart face. <laughs> <laughs> and then at, the, then at the end of the race, it goes fart face. Your race is completed. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Perfect. 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 <laughs> Uh, Jackson race, mini Andrew rash, Grant Noonan, Carson Sanders, and then Robert Holmes. He left. I, I don't, I don't think a lot of the four two club guys who have a race specifically, they haven't come to any of our races and know how it goes. I don't think a lot of them know how long, how long the day is, even though we move pretty quickly. If you're only racing mini T, yeah. I mean, if you're only that's racing, a that's a long day. So I get mm-hmm. it. I totally get it. Okay. The rest of the A mains plex spec beginner dude. So, uh, third place was Jamie Peevler. Second place was Carson Sanders. First place was Daniel Bender. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And he got better and better throughout the day. So he's got a new four wheel drive that he got at the end of the summer series. And then like, uh, Peevler and Rod case and those guys and then me upstairs really got him going. And, uh, uh, he did really good with it. It was really cool. Awesome. Jacob Yoder. Finished ninth again, the Yoder gang, uh, you know, they haven't really raced since the COVID stuff started happening. Isabella was there in eighth. Elliot was seventh. Grayson was sixth. Grant was fifth. Grant Noonan. And then Easton Mosier was fourth. So it was nice having Easton back. It's been a while since I've seen him, but um, good job for Daniel. You know, um, you could see him learning how to downside jumps and stuff like that with his car. He was kind of overshooting at the start of the day and he just got better and better. Yeah. Okay. Well, stadium truck. 
was another good class again. We had an A and B main. Gage Noonan was eighth. Ryan Hodgson was seventh. Matt Mosier was sixth. Dayton Mosier was fifth. Caden Bairdin was fourth. Brinkerhoff, Tyler was third. John Bairdin was second. And uh, this guy did a TQ and a win on Saturday. But I did crash in this one and at one time was in third place, fourth place. But I drove back. Yeah. I drove back to take it. Everybody was crashing in this one. Yeah. So uh, I did pretty put a pretty sweet pass on Tyler, though, to get the lead <laughs> back. And this one's on video. It'll be on YouTube tonight when I get home. I only took two videos this weekend. Got video of the mini team main, though, finally. So that was good. I'm looking forward to getting that truck back into dirt shape, though, and getting it for this race we're going to. Expert buggy was uh, Tyler Brinkeroff in eighth. Mosier was seventh. Chance Rolk was sixth. Mike Sanders was fifth. Dayton Mosier was fourth. John Bairdin was third. Dylan Reef was second. And David Peeler was first. And David Peeler was TQ. And Dayton Mosier, on the last lap of the last qualifier, took his spot by like tenths of a second. It was crazy how close it was. Really? Yeah. But in the end, David got the win. This was a pretty good race, though. I think uh, Rod Case has video of it. Should be a good one to go back and watch. I put the independence right after that. Josh McMullen was eighth. Nick Steven seventh. Jana Peevler moved all the way up to sixth. Gage Noonan was fifth. Stevie Justin was fourth. Derek Noonan was third. Nathan Hoganmiller was second. And Phil Palmer took a TQ and a win. Hmm. So last week it was Jake Poteet. Well, he wasn't there this week. He was one of the guys that wasn't there. And so, uh, yeah. so they'll be tied in points. Mod, Caden Berrien was eighth. Jackson Anderson was seventh. David Peevler was sixth. Dayton Mosier was fifth. Aiden Olson was fourth. Derek Wood was third. Ethan Delaire was second. And Tom Rinderneck was first. Mod two-wheel drive, though. This was... Um, so Ethan definitely improved from last week. Uh, this was first Derek's first week back on carpet since last year. Derek's car looked tremendously hard to drive at the start of the day. I think it got better and better as it went on, but it still looked a little hard to drive in the main. Yeah. Derek and Aiden had some really good racing, uh, pretty clean passing, aggressive passing, but clean. It was really cool to watch. Ethan Delaire actually led this race for the middle portion. So Tom made a mistake, dropped back to second. I think it took four laps to get by him. So Ethan, Ethan led for a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know, Dayton had had a good run, so he was getting better throughout the day. It's first time racing mod as well. Kind of like kind of like Caden's la- last week, you know, those two, you know, are getting it figured out. Caden just had a rough day finishing eighth here in mod, but he just had a rough day. Like it, part of it is, I think he was trying too hard. You know how kids do that sometimes when they you come off mm-hmm. a really good week like last week and then you come into it thinking, OK, we're going to do that again. And then when it, when it doesn't quite go your way, you start driving harder and harder. And then that, that's where a lot of the crashes come from. Yeah. I think that's what happened to him. And then 13-5 four-wheel drive was our last race of the night. Ronnie went and finished eighth. Gage finished seventh. They were two bumpers. They basically just flipped their spots. Corey Tannehill was sixth. Tyler Brinkhoff was fifth. They finished right where they qualified. Dylan Reef was fourth. Mike Sanders was third. David Peeler was your TQ. Finished second. Chance Rolk. Qualified second, finished first. Chance got away very early in this one. David had one or two rough laps. He ended up getting off course and he ran into he ran into Jackson Anderson's like kneecap. 
Jackson was, was, he was marshalling, but he was staying low. So he was like, he had his knees down on the carpet and was just kind of sitting there. Yeah. In the ready position, I guess. Like if, when, when we were in karate, that would be called the ready position. Yeah. And David got kind of squirrely. And then I, I watched the video because Rod Case got a video of it. He rode the pipe and the pipe just went right into, right into Jackson's knee. So he took one to the knee and then he looked at me halfway through the race. Like, why am I here? Basically. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing with my life? I felt bad for him. But then he said it was, it was a side that hurt, not his, uh, his knee. It looked to me on like it was his knee, but I guess not. So there you go. There's your race day. You know, like I said, Friday uh, went pretty well. We'll give them some love really fast here when we get to Friday. So we had 32 entries on Friday, 26 different people. There was an A and B main of Plexbeck. And in the A main, it was uh, Brock, the dude from, uh, from Denver. He was your second qualifier. Steve Wall was your first qualifier, finished second. And uh, Diego Quintana, which Diego and his kid, I can't remember his other kid, his kid's name, Mario. Is it Mario Quintana? Sounds right. They haven't been there in a long time. Like I, I didn't even recognize yeah. him when he came up and paid for his entry fee, but they finished first, second, and third. So it was a good night. Mm, nice. I think it was Mario. Is it Mario? I don't know. Do it sounds know? right. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Mario Quintana. Exactly. So Friday night was uh, was a lot of fun as usual, and hopefully uh, those guys have fun this week without us. Are you going to be there? No, you're camping. Yeah, no. Well, hopefully, I don't know what the weather's supposed to be like. We'll see. Oh, okay. So another good one in the books. We won't have a podcast next week because I'll be gone. I'll be on the. I'll actually be on the road coming home next Monday. Yeah. Okay. But I think I think webrise.com is going to put together something funny or something like that for uh, for next Friday, something short like they did uh, the last time we had a break. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So this week's going to be kind of weird for you guys on YouTube. No Hobbyplex show podcast next week. No Hobbyplex after hours on for on Thursday. Uh, there won't be any what's new Wednesday, even though we do finally got some new stuff that I wish we could go over, but we'll do it the following week. And then uh, and then everything kind of get back to normal next week. So we should be all finished. Yeah, I should be uh, racing again uh, the following Friday. Yeah, yep, I'll be there. I'll have my stuff all ready to go for dirt. So, and Jackson keeps wanting me to race carpet, so I might race Friday night and Saturday. Oh, nice, nice. We'll see. Nice. Okay, appreciate you being on here, even though I know you're you're working your butt off at work and are probably pretty exhausted. So, that's okay. I can sleep later. <laughs> I'll get enough sleep when I'm dead. Is that a roadhouse quote? Did I just quote roadhouse? Roadhouse. I'll get all the sleep I need when I'm dead. I think I think the so. Roadhouse. I think it is. Sam Elliott's character. He's like, I think I'll, I'll get enough sleep when I'm dead. I can't do the, the voice. Because Sam Elliott's got a very deep voice, which I don't have. So. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I wish I had a deep voice. Oh, me too. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I can't leave without mentioning our sponsor. I do this every single week. I got it right, right at the opening. Uh, as always, this uh, program uh, brought to you by Pivot Landing Group, pivotlanding.com. If you uh, call up there, ask for Don Zoller and mention our show and you get something rolling with a new home or a refinance, you can get 0.125 off your rate or a $500 lender credit. If Don's not around, make sure to ask for Aiden Olson's dad 
and, and it'll make sense to whoever's there probably. So. And get that 1.25. Is that an eighth of a percent? Yeah. Eighth. Fractions, decimals. Eighth got me. Yeah. Eighth of a, per- of a percent. Yeah. That sounds right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We better go for real. Uh, I, my wife wants me to go get socks. She interrupted the show with like six texts because she wants me to pick up some socks. socks. Uh, hold on. She even sent me pictures. Socks for you? No. Socks at Eagle Run. It's just drive up, pick up. Your order is ready to pick up details inside at Kohl's. Crew socks. She says she's going to be cold without good socks. Yeah, I would be too. I, I like a high quality sock. We're going to the ocean. It's going to be 80 degrees every single day we're down there. And she wants me to get socks. Maybe it's for when we come back. I don't know. I, I wear jeans all the I time. I don't. I'm wearing shorts. I'm wearing pants right now, but only because I was saving all my shorts that are clean for this trip we're on. I hate wearing pants. It's the worst. I'm a pants man. No. If I wear shorts, I look shorter. I don't wear pants that often because inevitably my they fall off my butt and my butt crack shows. Dude, I got Scott at work the other day. His uh he was like bent over and his butt crack was hanging out. And I took a penny and held it like this, like right over his butt and dropped it and got it right in his butt crack. It was perfect. <laughs> it was the best. I'm always doing that with trying to do it with like a pencil. <laughs> or a pen. Or something. All right, we better go for real this time. I'll see you later. Bye.